Jim and Burns. And Dave. Who? And Dave. It's me. It's my debut podcast. Is it? You've never done a podcast before? I have before. never done one before, and I am figuratively bursting with excitement. No. <laughs> so, yes, I'm Steve Burns, and I'm joined today, as ever, to infinity, yeah. no doubt, with Jim Trinker yeah. and David Mills. Dave the boy Mills. Mm. So, yeah, I think we should probably talk a bit about you, Dave. First. Yeah, I mean everything we're doing at the moment seems to be introducing you to people who, because we we've um, for the past however many years have had jobs where we're basically in the public eye, or, or have done things like like game wank, um, mm. where you know uh, lots of people know what I'm doing and and but 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 you what we're saying is no one no one cares about you don't no, 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 no one cares we've established that narrative you, you've, already uh, you, you've sort of you've been in the background like you're like you're like the sort of the Forrest Gump of the group you kind of slid through history appearing in famous photographs yeah. but you know never quite being front and centre but always the one with the camera making all the dollar mm. so that's uh, so tell everyone what you what you do Dave what you used to do what do I do well yeah my background is in a film and television really that's what I've always worked in um, since starting out as a as a wee boy on work experience at Coronation Street that bastion Holy of Northern shit. production back Holy in the day shit. what a bloody joke you are Dave <laughs> a fucking stereotype <laughs> and yeah then I met uh, old Steve Burns at university and then through him Jim Trinker mm-hmm. and all that while I've been working on uh, different film productions and television productions and I now wound up with you two mugs I was yeah. about to say Dave if that was just the history You've kind of undersold your <laughs> your career a bit. There. Well, what would you like to know? What's well, specifics? you know, so we've got a few uh, a few questions when we put a call out, so we may as well just incorporate some of them mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, someone wants to know what is the favourite film that you've worked on? Because what you do is in the well, in the camera department on big shit on cool shit that's favourite thing I've worked mm, uh, for en- enjoyment actually I quite like this, the smaller little independent films in, in truth rather than the big blockbuster ones um, High Park and Hudson which is not a big film but you know it's, it's Bill Murray mm-hmm. jointing about and seeing him do his thing every day with, with Laura Linney is, you, you get up and you're like this is why I get up at 4am in the morning mm. when you see Real actors doing, money. doing great sorry, stuff. Money, yes, right. yes, for money. That is the kicker on, on some of those things where you're like, I'm getting paid to be here and watch this. This is brilliant. Um, in, in terms of like the most iconic things would, would, would have to be like when you're walking on set and seeing the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. on a, episode seven. That was like, okay, this is this is a genuine piece of movie history mm-hmm. or um, the, the Death Eaters attack in Hogwarts. That was like, you just stood there and all these cloaked people coming towards you like, oh, this is really mm. cool. I mean, the vast majority you know of it, it right, isn't <laughs> that exciting. It's a lot of moving heavy shit around. But um, but there's just those little moments that you get when you stand and, you, and you're on an incredible set or there's a really iconic scene. You know, okay, this is this is brilliant. This is worth all the well, standing in the rain. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So Dave, you also do or have done some sports stuff, as we spoke about on the internet before. Yes, indeed. Well, spoke about ripped me. I yeah. Believe, the, uh... You are in one of the most famous uh, shots in recent Liverpool FC history, <laughs> where they completely fucked the league. There yeah, you are. You're yeah. on a steady camera right there. You can actually see you're a little bit pissed off about it. As a little far, bit heartbroken rather than pissed off. As far as he's crying. As far as he's <laughs> literally in tears. I'm just, it's, um, most, it's the most crestfallen I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> like, I've never seen your face do that. Because every time I've met, every time I've met you, you've just been like pretty pretty happy. Mm. And, I generally yeah. am, yeah. But there there was not a happy day. Yeah. But thankfully, it's been photographed to shit. So yeah, it's there to there to remember forever. I might get it framed and get it in the stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, what, right next to your Man United bloody trophy there. When we start doing the visual podcast, we'll just have that as the backdrop. Oh, blown, yeah. up, blown up which is uh, which can I say that's part of the plan that well you just have mate so yeah, well, <laughs> now, yeah. speaking of uh, yeah. of the plan so obviously there's a podcast here yeah there's, yeah. Uh, there's going to be some other cool stuff mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be moving I think into into new characters and, and new things because there's no point um, just doing all the things you've done before and mm-hmm. one of the reasons why we left it again was because we wanted to do more stuff mm-hmm. that we just didn't have the time to do before yeah so yeah. you know 
I mean, if if you watched the the stream we did yesterday, uh, sort of day after launch, um, mm. we thought we'd better get something out quite quickly because we, yeah. we were quite busy with other things that day, and we were. Uh, so I mean, this will cover some of the things we covered yesterday. But if you haven't heard, you know, like specifically, we brought up history stuff, history content, stuff that you know the our remit. Uh, on Jim Burns and Dave is is pretty much whatever we think will be good or you know whatever we think will be cool, things that interest us. Um, of course, we're still going to talk about video games, films to um, you know to some extent. Um, you know, we we could even do a book review, Burns, because you you do the reading and that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm the last person on earth who yeah, reads yeah. books. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm join you though. Yeah, I'm that guy. No, I, I, I listen to them. Um, yeah, I've never think. listened to an audiobook. Um, no, I a little, little fact for you. I'm going through the, the Stephen Fry Harry Potter ones at the moment. Yeah, it's very good. It's, it's like having an uncle, you know, like a really nice man. You've never had an uncle. Really nice. that's, that's very sad. <laughs> like, no, I, I wish Stephen say, Fry was my uncle. That would be. He's like your dad's brother. Is that your dad's brother? Burns, would you like me to read the whole of the uh, Harry Potter series <laughs> yeah. to you? That would you nod off to sleep. That would be amazing. You, you can't do it because like every time you came to like any word with a vowel, he would slag you off for the. Yes, that is true. Any time there were bath pots up. Would be problematic. Yeah. That is absolutely correct. So uh, yeah, right. But Let's, yeah, history stuff. Yeah, we're gonna basically we're gonna do history stuff. We're gonna we want to do. I th- I think the world needs somebody to do you know the stuff, the really good stuff that David Starkey has done, but not have to watch David Starkey. So that's, <laughs> that's that's your market. Pitch. Yeah, that's the market. I want a corner. I'm a nice man. I'll yep. tell you all that shit without having to look at him. So well, you'll have to work on your delivery. It seems so right what is what has everyone been up to then so we've been quite busy mm-hmm. uh, and so we've actually probably missed everything there's yeah. some Duke Nukem stuff yes I believe so great yeah. we didn't watch it we're out of the cycle now yeah. we, don't f- uh, <laughs> we really don't care Dave turned down working on Justice League in my uh, games room um, we're speaking of like the big productions Dave mm. we're on that topic the Star Warses and the Game of Thrones and the you know the Justice Leagues or whatever mm. like how in terms of being a cog in the machine like they, you, you would think that they would be very slick those mm. operations but when you're they, there it, there's a lot of moving parts how yeah there is and, and, and certainly well, it never really falls to pieces the, the good thing about when you do those through. huge yeah <laughs> Those huge feature films is that they really do employ like, the, and, and England is very fortunate. The fact that its its crews are re, like some of the best in the world mm. and really hardworking and cheaper than Americans, which is why, which is why they love to shoot their Hollywood films over here now. Um, but yeah, you, you you've really got like masses of, of of people who are all incredibly skilled at their jobs. It, it can be a challenge at times getting getting everyone to work in the same directions because things are always changing last minute there's always there's always problems but it is really exciting thing to work on and it's really it's really cool just walking on a set and seeing everyone's skills and then and, and once that kind of turnover is called and everyone's focused and you see what the kind of Greg's everything just comes come together so no 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 one knows what you stupid inside baseball Terms turnover. Okay, well, when you when you turn the camera on, when you yeah. when you capture that magic, there you go. Um, but it's just all the different departments. I mean, you wouldn't believe how many people it requires to to make those films happen, mm. and um, and that's why you can be stood around quite a lot waiting for for every department to do their thing. But overall, it, I mean, that's the challenge of the big ones, the kind of the, the smaller independent ones. There's less people to to put their fingers in the pie, and so you kind of move a bit. A bit swifter, mm-hmm. um, and then in television you don't stop for anything at all. You just go, 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 go. Yeah, because yeah. there's no time. No, and certainly in England there's no money either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so speaking of the direction, there and everyone pulling in the, in the same direction. Uh, someone I remember reading someone saying that they they think films should not be billed as a film by Francis Ford Coppola or whoever. That's an that's an interesting point. I mean, it's you. If you're successful as a, as a director, then you're really successful because of the hard work of, of all the people that you hire. So, you know, the, the incredible costume designers, the, the beautiful sets, the, the, uh, the cinematography, all these different elements that come together. So you do, you do ride that wave to, to win an award is you've got all those things come together and the performances mm. of the actors. Um, so, so, yeah, really, if you win an award, you're, really, you, you're sharing that with everyone that has worked so hard to make your vision a reality. Mm-hmm. If it fucks up, 
it kind of does stop with just the direction sense in many ways because you kind of hired those other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a correlation I'd put it with is, is almost being a football manager. That I mean, obviously, as we Alien 3, your favourite topic of conversation, mm-hmm. sometimes your hands are tied in the sense that the board don't give you any money, I totally bone you, mm-hmm. or the studio does that with you. Um, but if it, but sometimes it falls apart because you haven't picked the right players or you haven't been good enough. So it, the book does stop with you as... Mm-hmm as the director but if you if it all comes together then it's because of everyone's hard work and not not just your own but that isn't to say that you can't be an auteur because you you have a vision and you and you hire the right people to bring your vision to screen well look at that that's actually a really good answer Dave you've passed the test <laughs> don't just make the tea it <laughs> seems yeah. this might be the smartest podcast we've ever been on I know one of them was called Game Wank so. <laughs> yeah. um, every, still the greatest title <laughs> every now and then I have a, have a little think about the, just the title Game Wank and the tagline Wank about wank. games <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was it was a perfect uh, it was a perfect moment uh, moment uh, that, that was uh, a question from Alan Porter by the way right yeah as well yeah, yeah. Just, uh, sorry Alan sorry yeah, yeah. sorry so yeah. the, Kub- the Kubrick film question yeah, get your uh, yeah. contribution so I, th- I mean I think we should probably just kind of go through these right because yeah we could, cause cause a, we're I mean, kicking off aren't we so. at the moment I think we're gonna um, in, in terms of formats we're gonna come up with stuff and and, uh, and things but at the moment we're really just kind of uh, we're battering questions like you know yeah. like with, with a tennis racket from one of those machines that shoots the balls uh, that's yeah. my analogy. I hope I explained it well. <laughs> yes. you, you don't, you don't I'm going to go home now. Um, right. So. Okay. So well, let's let's have a little look, shall we? Right. Uh, so uh, Christian Denning asks, "What's the best space or starship in any film?" Now that obviously makes sense to kind of, to go with. Um, mm-hmm. Because Jim's got many varied opinions on that. He knows all the uh, DS9 ones are quite hard, doesn't yeah. he? And yeah, Dave, you've been on shit. set with uh, some of these mm. that no doubt people will pick. Well, you've been on set of, of the, uh, the <laughs> most iconic spaceship of all time, I guess. I mean, I'd imagine so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I mean, perhaps up the Enterprise, probably not as much as, as the Millennium Falcon. I think, I don't know, see, it seems like a bit too obvious to say the fucking Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Actually, Death I'm, Star's I mean, kind of cooler. Yeah, actually, that, that, that wouldn't be my choice. Are you joking? What, what would I mean, you... <laughs> right, I don't even know. <laughs> You've <laughs> opened Pandora's box what here. What would your choice Season be? 7, episode uh, 3, 16 best, minutes into it. Best starship in any film um well technically the uss defiant was in the opening five minutes of star trek first contact even though it was mainly a tv ship from deep space nine but it was in a film so i'm gonna go with defiant the uss defiant i mean tying back to kubrick obviously the space station in mm. 2001 is pretty sweetly that designed. is pretty cool that is mm. Uh, but oh, sorry, I fell asleep. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> mine's a really stupid answer anyway because it's the least cinematic. Sh- it's like it's a TV set. It's it's designed for television. It's like it, it's it's a TV ship. Like, I love it has, has, like the, 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 the Battlestar Galactica designs that I think are, yeah. are brilliant because they just. I mean, again, it's, it's TV. It's not film, but. Mm. You know, they, they just look functional. They look like what actual yeah. ships would. Although the, the original like. kind of from 1978 pilot was released in the cinema. So there you go. There we go. There's a loophole into you it. Can have I that. think they're making a film, aren't they? Of it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are actually. Isn't it? Brian, Brian Singer's involved, isn't he? I'm sure Doesn't I heard he? that. He's involved with fucking everything. Yeah, probably means so, yeah. <laughs> um, No. A serious answer. Um, the movie version <coughs> of the the Enterprise from Star Trek, not the new one, but the original. <coughs> Which wasn't the original, but yeah, the, the, when they uh, did Star Trek the motion picture, um, that was uh, it was a beautiful redesign of the TV ship. And um, if you if you've ever seen Star Trek the motion picture, what it basically attempts to do, have you seen it? Yes, Maria, have you seen it? Obviously not. Are you fucking joking? <laughs> what it attempts to do, it's trying to be like Kubrick's. Star Trek the motion picture it's not directed by Kubrick it's directed by Robert Wise right Mm -hmm. so what what that translates as is it's a bit mad it's a bit weird and it's slow as fuck yeah Um, there's like this I mean it feels like like a 20 minute sequence it's probably only two minutes but there's like there's a sequence of beauty shots of beauty shots of the new ship as it's sitting under construction in space dock and I think what you got to remember is at the time Star Trek had been off air for like 10 years. Yeah. 
And with good reason, you know. It's <laughs> all well, on Netflix now, Ben, so you can yeah, sit down yeah. and watch your way through Maybe that's going to be one of our many new I think endeavors. it should be, yeah. Oh, you, you're giving you... a commentary on every single episode I'm of I'm going to make him watch Deep Space Nine, uh, Babylon 5. Uh, but, but this was like, this is Star Trek coming back, and it was like, holy shit, people, you know, and it wasn't like now where media is constantly consumed and reconsumed back then. An episode of Star Trek goes on television in 1963 or whatever you never saw it again that was it you know (laughs) so it was a really big thing that these characters and this world was coming back so it spends 10 minutes panning around this beautiful miniature of the ship and like as you know and also that that, that, that's the point for a lot of things the the miniatures and stuff like that still to this very day look so much better than doing it like with, with with effects yeah no absolutely especially in, in as everyone here knows in the video game generation we are used to moving pixels around in in really cool ways all the time I feel moving like pixels what's this fucking you dad are, speak you? all about <laughs> yeah, yeah but when you game, something that's actual so. like physical is brilliant and the same like I, I went um, to cinema recently to watch a rerun of Terminator 2 well yeah. Terminator and Terminator 2 back to back which is um, the thing is when he drives the truck off the bridge you sit there and you think, fucking hell, they got someone to get in it and drive it off yeah. the bridge. That's what the, like, the real danger and like mm. threat is there. Whereas when it's continually just, and quite often if you don't have the budget, rubbish computer-generated images, mm. you're just like, meh. Like, where's, where's the where's the jeopardy? Where's the danger in it? Because yeah. you, you you're used to that all yeah. the time on your maybe consoles. Actually, when, when you see, like, sets, uh, stunts that had to be performed on set by human beings, there there is a panic and a kind of uh, a sense of urgency to yeah, it. Absolutely, because yeah, absolutely, because you feel that they're in threat, whereas you know if it's shit green screen that there's... Like, that's why I felt the, the last Bond suffered in that helicopter thing. I didn't feel any threat there, but then... The same year you've got Tom Cruise literally taking off on the side of a plane. You're like, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he'd done it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, about, I mean, just in answer to the original question, that, <laughs> uh, the, the, that, that spaceship, the, the original Enterprise, and, and probably for that reason, because of, because of those beauty shots, that sequence, it's the best sequence in the whole film. And after that sequence is over turn the film off because it's fucking <laughs> uh, it's peaked absolutely Shaun the shark yes, early goes I, I think that was a one that was a, a really really beautiful ship so wow dude what about the ship in Independence Day that one of your favourites the, the big Jim? saucer yeah. the big uh, uh, the well <laughs> I mean no. this does tie in beautifully to a question here if you want to read read that one uh, what is that one so what, I think you should direct directly to Jim <laughs> What's worse, Will Smith knocking out that alien in Independence Day, or the whole of Wild Wild West? I mean, I, I'm still going to start off by disagreeing with the premise of the question that, like, not Will Smith knocking that alien out is a bad thing. Um, it's it's one of one of the best moments in film it history. Is. Mm. Well, 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 that's, that is a statement. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch Independence Day at the Royal Albert Hall with a full orchestra. Oh, I wanted to go. That would nobody amazing. would fucking go with me. And and then Jurassic Park. I mean, that I'm just going to kill myself after that. So it's not going to get any better, is it? Yeah. Fuck me. I wanted to go to that ID4 thing at the Royal Albert Hall, and I was like, every, every time I asked somebody, do you want to go to this? They were like, fuck off. Mate. Well, you need to get better mates because they're idiots. Well, like, exactly. Why would you not exactly. go to that? That day. That David Arnold score is incredible as well. Fuck, what a film! What a film! Um, so no, I, I mean, obviously, Well, Well West is worse than that because one of those things is it's good. Rubbish. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've I've not seen it. So what, Well, Well West. Yeah. So oh, you need to see it at least once. Yeah. It was. You, you, need well, to you know see the it. Kevin Smith story, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's just, yeah. just incredible. Was that about John Peters? No, it's where, yes, where he asked him that. Oh, it was, was the spider obsessed producer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and was it was it Batman who was pitched for? Or Super, no, Superman, Superman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he didn't yeah. want him to wear a uniform. You know, yeah, possibly yeah. the most iconic <laughs> uniform of all. Um, and he went in to fight a giant mechanical spider. Which I, the the correct answer was no. Fuck off. That's stupid. Yeah. And then no, lo and behold, two hundred million dollars later, look what you've got. The producer will always get their way. In the end, and if it was John Peters, as I think it it was, let me tell you. After reading some things about old John, he was uh, he knew what he was doing until the the giant spider. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is a really good question. I think it's from James Stone. What's the best scene in a bad movie? So I mean, I, while you're thinking about it, I'll kick off with 
it's not a bad movie at all. It's a good one. But there's a scene in Midnight Run, mm. which is so much better than the rest of the movie that it seems like it's come completely out of you know a different movie. And that is when uh, Robert De Niro turns up um, to get his ex-wife's car. He turns up to her house. They're divorced or estranged or whatever. And he runs into his kid, who he's obviously not seen in a little while. And he says, you got so big, words to that effect. And you're like, wait, whoa, hold on. This is like a comedy, you know, it's a bu- almost like a buddy comedy where they just travel across the, it, it, you know, if you're not seeing it, it is brilliant. But that is not really that serious. And then, bang, right in the middle of it is this great moment where De Niro actually goes, oh yeah, I'm actually a very good actor and just... Yeah, it's the, I mean, again, it's certainly not a bad film at all. It's probably a, a seven. Um, I don't think Pixar make bad films, but up um the 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 little montage scene where oh, they the, deal the with opening. miscarriage yeah. and loss and it's just no dialogue like three minutes long and I, I, it's much better than the rest of the film but that's probably because it's the purest form of, of filmmaking you can ever get if you want to learn how to tell stories then that three minute segment is an oh, absolute I, I masterclass was, i was in bits the first time i watched that oh well it, um the uh, but you're right yeah it is absolutely uh, like a class above the rest of the film mm-hmm. which is not a bad film well, yeah, but I mean it's, it's just bad for Pixar which is still better than pretty much anyone else yeah, yeah. it's just because they just make solid um, tens although it's, it gets it picks up when the talking dogs come into it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean it, but that that's not really the answer I don't know what a, a good film I know what Final um, Destination the, the quintessential shit film with good bits but it's, that's a brilliant pitch for a film though yeah it is. I'll tell you what, a really bad movie with uh, with good scenes. Um, and I can't believe this exists. It, uh, every now and then I just kind of check that it does. Um, the first Jack Reacher is rubbish. Don't know what it is. Never heard of that film. Tom Cruise. Never heard of that film. You've never heard of Cruise. You've never heard of Jack Reacher or Tom Cruise. Oh, this the is the assassin one. He's my like, uh, no, this, I have seen Jack Reacher. Yeah. My dad can't pronounce Jack Reacher. For for weeks he kept saying to me, oh, "I really, I really want to see that Jack Treacher." I'm like, "There's no such film as Jack Treacher. What the fuck are you talking about?" What? Yeah, it went through <laughs> several iterations as well. It's like Treacher, Teacher, Jack the Teacher. <laughs> you get that he might have just been winding you the fuck up. No, because he's just a mad old. Tom Cruise is Jack the Teacher. Well, <laughs> like the Francis Ford Coppola Jack the, the Teacher. Like... But yeah, in that mm. movie, which is your fairly substandard Jason Bourne style mm-hmm. man with a past and martial arts skills yeah. fuck shit up Jason Bourne the, the is the latest excellent now yeah, yeah. yeah. The, Werner Herzog turns up as one of the villains yeah and you're like what's Werner Herzog doing in this movie you know if you've ever seen any of his movies he's quite uh, quite a serious <laughs> and eccentric filmmaker and um has been in some of the all-time best arguments with anyone. <laughs> uh, many of them captured on film uh, with Klaus Kinski. But yeah, it's you. So he turns up and he's got quite the drawl on him, and he starts speaking. And you're like, what the fuck is Werner Herzog doing in this movie? He doesn't fit. It's just like someone has just inserted him into it as in the best fan edit of all time mm-hmm. and if you've not seen it there's probably some clips on YouTube uh, other stuff that's weird and kind of getting away from the original question but stuff that doesn't f- quite fit is the end of World War Z where they get on a flight or a plane from Jerusalem I think and the plane crashes uh, and all but Brad Pitt I think Brad Pitt is the only survivor and someone else maybe mm. anyway that wasn't meant to be the original ending. Oh, so shot the whole thing. The original ending was in Russia. Uh, but they, they just didn't go for it because I think budget concerns. So what happens is you've got this incredibly well-produced opening, let's say, hour and a quarter, hour and a half. And then you, you get to like the third act and it's it's shot on it seems shot almost entirely differently and now it's in Wales yeah it's just like a hospital in Swansea isn't yeah it, isn't it? and so you've gone from this you've been in Jerusalem and all these other places and you've been running these walls of zombies and all of this and then suddenly you're in a hospital or something in, in Wales that was a strange have you read the book World War II no it's, it's actually brilliant I mean I enjoyed the film but it's like an, an action film whereas the, the book is like a, a comment on 
all different societies and religions and people's beliefs and it's, it's incredible it's definitely worth a read but mm. I, it's, it's so different to the point I don't really know why they bothered paying for the rights to the title World War Z money uh, but yeah, didn't you? I think I remember having a conversation in the pub with uh, you, Dave, and someone you know who worked on that, and them just being like, "Yeah, the ending is um, is, is weird. It's getting weirder." But yeah, and then Peter Capaldi just turns up, and you're like, "This is this is cool." Like, I mean, I'm always happy for Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I mean, to turn up. absolutely. But yeah, that the whole thing. I think I've described it before. It feels like um, mm. you're watching a mega budget Hollywood blockbuster, and then. At right at the crucial moment, someone has taped over the ending <laughs> with like Holby, uh, Holby City zombies. And you're like, what? What? But I mean, I didn't hate that movie. A lot of people really fucking hated it. No, I didn't. I didn't hate it. No, I didn't. I mean, I didn't understand what was so terrible about it. It wasn't very. It wasn't particularly great, but it was. A lot of people got hung up, as you said, Dave, on the name, mm. and it seems like the the film that's actually closer to uh, being a, a proper World War Z is Contagion. Yes. Yeah. Which is, mm. you know, that's a character piece. You know, the. But the, the it was really court. interesting. It's just a little patchwork of of, of stories, interviews and yeah. stories and stuff in the in the book. But it's obviously not in the film. It's just lots of explosions and shit. It's in it. Brad Pitt but. helicopters game, and also the ending of the movie completely removes the justification narratively for Matthew Fox being in the movie. So Matthew Fox at the beginning, you're probably wondering why a helicopter pilot or uh, gunner, I think, is played by someone who's quite famous. Mm. Uh, you know, cameos happen, right? But generally, if they're stunt casting, mm. or not stunt casting, sorry, and they they you know it's not just a cameo there's a reason for them to be there so uh, spoiler alert in Interstellar you know someone quite famous gets out of the fridge they're you know they're hypersleep or whatever when they finally get to one of the, the previous missions right there's a reason for that by removing the the real end or the original end of World War Z where Matthew Fox's character kind of gets into a weird relationship with Brad Pitt's character's wife where uh, he's protecting her in exchange for sexual favors i think you kind of you've removed the reason that he's in the movie so at the start you're like oh man it's matthew fox in a helicopter and then you're like where did matthew fox in the helicopter go so yeah um the best things in the battle definitely though jack uh, Werner herzog in, in, in jack reacher right Let's, uh, let's have a little look through the rest of the, uh, I think, so uh, from Robert McEwen, can hype sour a game? Now, people know or may know our take on this because we've talked about it before elsewhere. But Dave, you're a real person. And so you... <laughs> Allegedly. So you buy, you know, you don't get pre-release games. Well, we don't anymore, I don't think. Mm. But, you, you know, what all you've got to go on, you're not at the press events, you're not playing debug preview builds so the only time you're playing it is if there's a demo or a beta or whatever or you're buying it so have you ever when you went excited about video games you thought the hype's getting too much it's getting too much because i'm not in that world continually reading about it all the time it has it's never had that effect on me for for video games i tend to yeah download a demo or or hear someone mention it and then I'll, I'll, I'll have a go. So the hype never... I guess if you're reading about it every day and you're building up to it, it's kind of inevitable that it's... In most cases, it's going to disappoint you. It's like when you tell someone to watch Citizen Kane because they haven't seen it. Mm. And they're like, what's, what's the greatest film of all time I've heard? Like, if you're going into it with that attitude, you're generally going to be disappointed because it can't be everyone's favourite film of all time and stuff. But if you just... And the same with, you know, No Man's Sky, I guess, is the most recent one that's had an incredible amount of hype. Um, but if you just go into it and just appreciate it for what it is then mm. I feel you're, you're not setting yourself up for a fall as much Absolutely. as expecting it to be exactly tailored to your yeah. wishes well, the, the argument the counter argument is that uh, you know advertising marketing gets people but at the same time well, you, yeah, got... you want to build excitement and also from a financial point of view definitely good that everyone's mm. continually talking about it and, and then going out and buying it like yeah that's mm. <laughs> and it's made by a tiny little studio as well isn't it that's, it's great that those things are happening in, you know, in the video yeah. game world. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's one of those games that I don't think is the game that, that people expected it to be. But we've talked quite a lot about this in various mm. different places. I think the only problem is when you miss when you miss sell something. Yes, well, that was a lot of the the thing for um, for No Man's Sky. But yeah, some other questions that have come in. So, favorite films and why? 
So come on, Dave. Fucking. I want. I want to. Don't give me. Don't give me any of this bullshit now. Give me the proper technical reasons. Well, I, well I, I, for all of them, it essentially comes down to just telling good stories. That's the main. The main thing, and then it doesn't matter how pretty something looks and who you've got in it. If the story's shit, then you know you're just polishing a turd, aren't you? That's mm. absolutely useless. Whereas if you've got a good script and then you build on that with good actors and then you build on it with good cinematography and you build on it with good sets and then you just get this whole momentum and you get this incredible piece at the end, which is obviously rare, but when it comes off. So my favourite films, God, I'm a big sci-fi geek. Um, oh I am. Days. Sorry, it's two to one now. What's happening uh, here? Yeah, exactly. You but, fuck no, mate. Mate, I'm taller than both of you. So <laughs> yeah, man, most shoulders. people are. But uh, Solaris for me. Original the, no, no, the George Clooney one is the better one. Uh, no, Solaris I love, is I love free, that. like the rest of Tarkovsky's work on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How is so it? So get fired into stalking. Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously you know a good three-hour thing, but it's, it, it is brilliant. And yeah, 2001 is an obvious classic in that. And then the total other end is a little film called Primer, um, which is made for about $7,000. Another mm. one of my favourite sci-fi Primer films. Primer started really fucking with people, didn't it? Like, it's great. I've seen it a whole Reddit times and I still don't know thing. exactly what's going yeah. on in it. There's someone on Reddit had built an explanation for the movie with pictures, <laughs> which uh, usually if you need that for your film, yeah, for your really film it would it. tank, but no. But I've not actually seen Primer. Mm-hmm. So I should probably get into it. Yeah, you should. It's only right. I'm too old. I think it's the, Primer. I mean, I have seen Primer, but I think Primer for me, it's like Eve Online. Like the the discourse around it is infinitely more interesting than the actual the, thing. Uh, so. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, otherwise it's just fucking internet spaceships and what, sorry, what were we talking about? Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, Primer is very interesting, but I don't know. I think because there was that, you know, the the, the 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 Hitchcock rule, isn't it? Like, you know, if it, confusing is not a molting. Mm. So, and, yeah, I, I, but I, I mean, just... I've seen plenty of films that confuse me, but boil me to tears. And, mm. th- you know, this is a bit confusing, but it, you're engaged with it and it's interesting. And, and obviously you can take those risks when... You're very like an auteur spending seven thousand dollars, which you don't really get to take on yeah. big budget films. But Chris Nolan has, has proven that you can you can make intelligent blockbusters hmm. that you don't have to be mindless shit. Have you ever been on any, any of his stuff? I haven't with Chris Nolan now, but he's one of my favourite right? filmmakers. That's yeah, why he's let me nowhere near it. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a brilliant filmmaker. Um, what do you think of Interstellar? I know it splits a lot of people. I've never seen it. Have you not? I think the endings. One of the biggest loads of shit I've ever seen. I, um, I like to, I like I like filmmakers that have got ambition and just punch, I mean he's clearly punching for that kind of Kubrick and all that. It's more you know. Spielbergian though that ending. Oh, listen, I'm not going to fucking explain what happens, but basically, you know, at the end of Minority Report, where they're like, oh, and then everyone gets a happy ending, you're like. I, well, I, like, what the I love yeah, 70s about. filmmaking actually is what I love where shit just goes wrong yeah Parallax View everything yeah everything dead. comes together and everyone's really happy like I Am Legend and stuff like that it's one of my favourite books mm-hmm. and I know one of yours too um, some lovely moments in the Will Smith film but at the end of it you, I mean literally makes the title make no sense yeah well quite the uh, of course the, the America Saves yeah. the Day yeah. drivel one of the, um, I'm talking about uh, 70s movies, and that's probably my favourite era. Let me some jokes now about that, no doubt. So I rewatched Chinatown the other day. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that front is to back fantastic. Is, and it, it gets better. There's one of those. And Rosemary's Baby as well. I think it's an a absolute mm. classic, as far as I'm concerned. Brilliant filmmaking. But I, I uh, found out about a. Uh, seven, I think it's 1972 it's a movie with uh, Ollie Reed in and this movie would only have ever been made in the 1970s so Ollie Reed is in prison and he finds out that his wife is like is, is having an affair or something anyway he's not happy about it or his, his wife's planning to leave him or something mm. anyway she's pregnant so in the 90s there'd be some sort of now I've got to break out of jail to prove my love but this was the 70s and it starred Ollie Reed so in sitting target Ollie Reed breaks or gets out of jail with the express aim of shooting her and killing both her and their own boy. <laughs> and you're like yeah they don't make those films anymore like, no. excuse like what like, so I just went yeah this is my idea so I went Here, here's tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to to go and shoot that but yeah this, the 70s is um but I, I mean that is the golden era, and I think I think budgets have got a lot to to play in that. Is that you 
that taking risks on a lot of things that cost less money. Whereas now studios are spending incredible amounts of money making Iron Man 72 and all these mm. kind of films. Um, so the the more and more risk averse when you're spending that amount of money. And so they're just going after concrete names mm. and it's, you know, bankable bankable names but it, it does dilute what you see in the cinema and it makes things just a bit more boring mm. I mean I, 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 you know there's some of the massive films I, I love and well I just think you should be taking that money and just spending a proportion on it just giving a chance to a few voices and some of them are going to be shit some of them are going to be okay and then occasionally you'll get one that will make you an absolute ton of money off, off you know yeah. very little investment a full Monty tie you know it didn't cost anything I made yeah, I mean this this occurred to me Recently, because I only recently got um, a, a Cineworld card again, and just oh my, it was like a solid month where I just started watching just everything, and uh, I think it was the Nice Guys that fucking that that recent can't even remember Shane Black movie Russell Crowe Russell yes Crow. Russell Crowe yeah. I really liked it by the way, but when I was watching, I was, I was sitting there thinking, fuck, this doesn't happen very often where I'm sat in a cinema. Watching something that isn't like the twelfth, isn't yeah, a sequel in, or a franchise yeah, or yeah. a spin-off it's or like, and this isn't like this isn't a universe I'm invested in. It's just just gone to see a fucking film because it looks quite funny. Mm. Like that's uh, that and that's that's rare now. Like one of my um, favorite film, well, probably I wouldn't say it was my favorite. I don't know what my favorite favorite is, but definitely the one I always go to when people ask this sort of question is Lawrence of Arabia because it's mm-hmm. because it's. It's beautiful, and it's um, like I love that kind of biopic as well, um, uh, and I love the kind of the really old kind of epics. It's like it's a four-hour film, mm. and you know, although they, I do think you have to earn a license to tell a film oh, that long. Like, I mean, but when you've got to those films, yeah, is yeah. that absolutely I mean, David Lee and stuff? You, you know, you've earned the right. Yeah. But like when new filmmakers make four-hour, you know, well, three-hour films yeah, and stuff, yeah. you're like, it's oh, just like they, 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 no. just, they forgot to cut ninety yeah. minutes of it, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I love that kind of uh, era of uh, that, that was sort of mid to late sixties, Lawrence of Arabia, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, but that that uh, time when cinema was still like spectacle, and it was still like oh yeah, absolutely, really, really, real event. You know, um, it was like going to the theater. Yeah. People people mm. thought of it in the same way. Like this is really special. It was like you know when they go to see Ben Hur and like um, and you can well, see the new one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You, but you can see when you watch those films, like you can see where the money's been fucking pissed everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Ben Hur used to boast uh, boasted. At the time that it was like you know the largest cast ever assembled for a film because they had like fucking two billion extras or whatever mm. the fuck it was um whereas of course nowadays they would just like you know they well, get a crowd you, shot and they clone it that's um, exactly what you they do yeah you stand six people in a corner and yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. um but uh i, I think i mean in terms of we're talking like eras and certainly the the films that that, that represent them that for me that era Lawrence of Arabia, Ben Hur. Ben Hur is a bit earlier than Lawrence of Arabia, but like, just when they had to really fucking, as you were saying earlier, when they had, when they wanted to make a film about Judah Ben Hur or about you know the the, the life of um, you know uh, Lawrence of Arabia, they had to fucking shoot it and they had to get it in the can. And I remember watching a wonderful documentary on the Lawrence of Arabia DVD where Spielberg's talking about it because it's Spielberg's favourite film like and he he like headed up I think he like funded the restoration of it and stuff and he said it's the most pure film um, like that, that that I've ever seen because it is just told with light and sound and there's nothing else going on there are um, people in it though like yeah, it's not a shadow mm-hmm. puppet show but yeah no I know but you, you know Fucking, what it means though. was that Spielberg in his 80s Gaddafi film <laughs> yeah it totally was talking well. a load of old shit yeah, oh, that, that is that type of filmmaking is, is brilliant if you yeah. take it to modern day stuff though and gone back to Pixar like Wally, where you, the first 25 minutes I don't think anyone says a what is it with Pixar word. like making the openings of their films really good and the rest is dog shit oh no absolutely <laughs> not no. Right, Dave I've got a question for you Fire away. So when you speaking of what you know 
of having to get it all in the can. Mm-hmm. When you're working on television, I know you said earlier that it's, you know, you just shoot and shoot and shoot and just go, go, go. So you've worked on some of the biggest TV shows of all time. So what's the difference? Because we're now in, apparently in the golden age of television, right? I, I think we, we really are, yeah. But I think that unfortunately yeah, actually, the yeah. majority of that is coming out of America, which is a shame because Britain has always had a really proud and brilliant TV history but again um, the, the television seems to be going the same way of kind of mm. again becoming more and more risk averse and the more that you you lose things to, to advertisers and their worries and that kind of stuff then the more that you get you get mm. that as well which is why the BBC and things are really important but I still think that they're not don't exactly take many many risks mm. um, I think our whole culture is heading that way of everyone just taking less risks in fact for art that's a really um, good TV and good film definitely is art Um that's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Now answer the fucking question. What do you want to know? The question was, when you're on the set, what's yeah. the fucking difference? Well, between films and TV? You're talking about being a fucking Labour voter, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, apart from uh, Well, just, I mean, the, I mean, the sheer amount of money um, on films, if you're talking the, the, the big, you know, tentpole blockbuster films, is, you, I mean, you're in hundreds of millions. You're, you're certainly not that on a little TV drama. Um, and then with that brings the, brings the whole... Crews and things like that—that that again is, is is massive. But it's it's the it's the time frames and how long you've got to, to shoot it all. So a film, you'll be on a film, and you probably you're probably there for three months. Whereas it's a TV episode, half the time you shoot it in like a, a week or two weeks. I mean, it depends again on the budget. Um, on stuff like Game of Thrones, it's it's, it's got the that was that was as fast moving as, as TV, but the sets and things were feature film sets because mm. they've you know HBO. Have, have put money into it and it and it shows on the screen you know you go there and there's, there's like an actual castle that they built and you're mm. stood on the second story mm. of it shooting down and you're like oh wow this is this this is amazing this is feature film stuff um but yeah for tv there just there just isn't the budget most of the time not in coronation street no not in not in stuff where you slam the door and the and the walls move yeah but yeah I, it, but american tv is, is it just feels more ambitious the minute. And again, that comes down to, I guess, having the money and, and the way they do it. They will also pay, you know, to have many writers sat around the table spitballing ideas and in writers' rooms and having having yeah. that, whereas there isn't the money to do that in England. That's not always a good thing because you can mm. have a diluted vision if you have mm. lots of people putting their, their opinions in. But, you know, on some things, it, it obviously works incredibly well. Mm, another good answer from you Dave we might have to get rid of you in a minute uh, right what's everyone else saying here okay so Ken also asked what would your WWE intro be Thunderstruck ACDC yeah, oh, yeah you fucking love ACDC don't you you fucking yeah. right you Jim uh, Star Trek thing wasn't it <laughs> fuck it <laughs> for me <laughs> Um, my WD entrance. Um, it'll probably be it probably be something ridiculous by fucking Morrissey. It'll probably be How Soon Is Now by the Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I just, mean, that would be brilliant. I'd just walk down just the ramp, trolling the whole format yeah, of it. I'd walk down the ramp, and it would take me ten minutes, and I'd be looking at my feet the whole time, <laughs> and not wanting to be there. So Bray Wyatt, then, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Shit Undertaker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just want to have a thing. I'd be like Bob Backlund. I just come in. I probably wouldn't even walk in. Mm. I reckon I'd be on a, like uh, hovercraft or something. Just would... shouting "See ya" as yeah. you come down the yeah. ramp. It would just cut to a different camera, and all of a sudden you're just there. Yeah. All right. Exactly. I teleported in yeah, yeah. with a chisel. Oh, with uh... a chisel. Yeah, yeah. What? I just, I just imagine if you did fight, you would just produce a chisel from somewhere. Well. On the Dirty little fighter, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Are you yeah, joking? Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Uh, so where do we sit on comedy in the comedy versus serious discussion? Oh, well. Luke's, what's the, what's his handwriting, Dave? Summer. Oh, I don't know. It's from Luke, isn't it? Um, <laughs> cheers, Luke. Appreciate it. Well, I think there's room for both, isn't there? We're not we're mm-hmm. not limiting ourselves to one or the other. I mean, like if you've been listening to this, there's clearly been zero comedy here, so this is serious. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't see why you can't make sketches and sketches, and also discuss, as you were, the kind of the, the role of editing and things like that in mm. in video games. And we're going to strive to to do both, really. Mm. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it's still taking shape, really. Is 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 what we're and there is as there's a, a remit beyond 
what we're known for. So um, we don't really know. There is scope for both. There's definitely the, the desire to have both serious and comedy. But I mean, I think if we sat down and went, well, it's going to be 70% this. And, oh, yeah. You know, we, not... we, we, we just don't know what the ratio is yet. And we've got to find what works. We've got ideas. We're working on, on putting them together. And we'll just have to see how it goes. But certainly, yeah, it will be serious and funny to some measure. Yeah, pretty much. I hope. Well, we'll just make it really serious. Really, <laughs> yeah. really we serious. Should, we should just fucking make, out, make it Newsnight Review. Now. Exactly. It's going to be more serious than the fucking World at War, mate. Let me yeah, tell you yeah. that. Which is yeah. very serious indeed. Oh, my God. We should, to- we should totally lift World at War's delivery style tone. Well, Lawrence Olivier. Good luck, mate. As as best as we can. You could probably do it, though. You've you've got good voices. Yeah, because I'm well good at acting and that. Yeah. Um, Don't don't be... You're good at voices. Voices is not acting. That's why they've got two different characters. I'm good at voices. Voice acting and acting. I'm good at character acting. No, you are good. So you could have got a job voice acting until you slagged off Pixar, but you fucked that avenue of revenue now, haven't you? You You should do some video game voice acting. I'm sure there's some people out there. I absolutely fucking should. Now that you are not a game journalist yeah um, you won't be attending any press events well it might be hmm. turn up depends if you get invited yeah. eh yeah I'm... only to fucking slag people off mate exactly um, yeah yeah no we should do that we should take the world at war style tone delivery and uh, that's how we're reviewing games from now on <laughs> what good so, luck with so that brand we, so we'll start with a, a little bit of uh, amazing voiceover yeah, there'll yeah. be some harrowing images and then the all time world's best title sequence which after you see it mm. makes you feel like everything will not be okay <laughs> yeah. images of children's faces burning in a fire the, not the faces the photos the images you're like this is it's getting serious in here. But then it was quite serious. Uh, right, well, is, what are people saying here? What's going on? What am I reading here? Your fucking handwriting. Why did you... Is it usual? No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Um, favourite well, spin-off. You'll probably cut this bit. No. <laughs> Keeping it all in. John Kendall asks, favourite mm-hmm. spin-offs. So, Deep Space Nine. Because you're, you're a mad wank, aren't you, Jim? Mm-hmm. So you're going to say Frasier, aren't you? Deep Space Nine. Say, is the best Frasier. no I'm not going to say Frasier uh, Joey <laughs> Joey <laughs> Joey yeah. uh, have you set up a joke for me saying Frasier no why would you bank on me saying Frasier because Frasier is exactly the sort of faux intellectual bullshit that I imagine you fucking watch when you're not pretending that to sit around I can't be fucked with Fraser. I've never, I've never been that sold on Fraser. Um, Fraser. Fraser. No, Fra- Fra- Fraser Nash. <laughs> um, uh, Fraser Nelson. Um, Fraser Nelson from a- it was obviously going to be DS9, wasn't it? it was, I, I mean, that's the standard answer to about 75% of questions that you asked Jim. Deep Space Nine, what's your favourite Star Trek? This was favourite spin-off. Deep Space Nine's favourite TV show. Deep Space Nine. Oh my word. I'm going to start Deep Space Nine just yeah, for you, yeah. Trinker. You should. It does sound I want, like the best I want Burns to watch it because like, if you want to watch Star Trek, that is the best Star Trek. I've seen a Star Trek movie in the theatres. That doesn't count, does it? That's, which one? But it's, the movies are generally like shit Star Trek. It was the one where the two where the two fucking mad old wanks turn up and and team up. The fuck wow, are you that, talking about? That's brilliant. Where fucking Jean Paul Gaultier and fucking oh, the guy from Halloween oh, turns right. up and yeah. then uh, Picard and Kirk. You could just fucking describe it in like a normal human being. <laughs> uh, where the two mad old wanks, they're both old, they're both yeah. old. Mm. But um, um, they turn up, yeah, that's, team that's, up. That's, that's the premise of the fucking movie. That's a, that's a bad. <laughs> that's a bad. That is what it says on IMDb page. <laughs> to be fair. Speaking of which, you should probably yeah. keep an eye out for that sort of thing going forward. That, because... that is a bad um, Star Trek movie. That's, a, that's one of the bad ones. Oh right. Oh, yeah. Oddly numbered one, isn't it? I mean, the, is the, that the, is the real, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think- Although having said that, Star Trek Three is uh, is is not that bad. Yeah, Star Trek. I've not seen Star Trek Two, which Listen, people fucking love. Star Trek Three, Star Trek Two is fucking amazing. You need to watch that. Is it? Fuck me. I'll, I'll, I'll be Trek the judge 2. of that. Listen, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, you would like it. Yeah. I think you would like it, and it's got it, it's it's basically a submarine. It's like Commando, but better. <laughs> Just <laughs> trying to lure him in. That's the pitch, mate. It's basically Hunt for Red October in space. 
So actually, it's not with that a Scottish Russian. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, it's got this amazing. It's got. Uh, it, it's got uh, this amazing bit where Ricardo Montalban, fucking bare chested, covered in blood at the end, is giving a speech from uh, uh, a, a Captain Ahab speech, I believe. Um, well, he's well, he's setting up the bomb that's going to kill Kirk in his mind. And Does it kill him instead? It's just, it's, well, it's going to kill him anyway. He's dead, and this is him just like you know from oh, right. you know from with my last breath I spit at thee. Yeah. Um, but the the, the the antagonist and the protagonist never meet in that film. It's 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 sort of it's basically remote. You know, they're trolling each other essentially. Mm. You know, but with death in that. Um, it's a fucking great film. It is a great film, but no matter you know, even um, it's 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 probably the only Star Trek. Fucking hell, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this. It's the only Star Trek film that is at the same time a good Star Trek film and also just a good film. Um, right, I'll watch so, it and I won't watch any of the rest of them, and I'll fucking tell you, mate. Watch, watch Wrath of Khan. I think is it like Rath- Casino Royale then, in the sense that. Not only is it just a good Bond film, it's actually a brilliant film. Ah, uh, Casino well overrated. It's not, though, is well, it? It's got, it's got 45 acts, Dave. Did it, you work it? does have four acts, yeah. No, I didn't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering why you would yeah. be so convinced it was... No, it's yeah. a brilliant film. Because <laughs> there's me. There I am. <laughs> there's me. There's me in the background crying about Liverpool. I play the Aston Martin. <laughs> so, yeah, well, those have been the, uh, the questions. Have been sure. good ones. So, have we got anything else that we want to talk about at the moment? As I said, it's we are it's kind of early days. We're still uh, plotting our course. Obviously, we have an idea of what we're going to do. We're not mm. that stupid, but uh, yeah, nothing. A lot of things aren't exactly nailed down on exactly when and where they will happen. Mm. So, which you know, maybe that's a bit mm. frustrating. I can understand why, but there's you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, what I can say, like you know, we're not we're not making any um, schedule announcements or anything like that because you know, things are just taking shape, organically taking shape mm. at the minute. Yeah, so it's not like we're not we're not we're not bursting out of the gate with yeah, and then you're gonna get fucking you know you're gonna get a review mm. twice a day of things no, just just going to see how it goes and, and see what we're able to do well there's lots of things in the pipeline so it's just yeah, a case of ordering we are working on stuff it's not like yeah. we just wake up and go now we won't go to, yeah, to yeah. work today because trust me I've slept about three hours well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of weird it's, we're in a kind of strange position because you know there's, there's a lot of stuff we are doing which isn't really relevant to the YouTube channel I, mm. I guess we can say um, and uh, so, so it probably looks to the sort of uh, to, to, to the people who know us from the things we've done before as if we're doing absolutely fuck all because none of it is getting published in that way but actually I you know I, I, like, I can't remember the last time I had a good fucking night's sleep mm. <laughs> so um, although that is going to get remedied very soon um, gonna get knocked out. But yeah, we're, Your uncle we're gonna read you to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna do loads of um, shit over the next few weeks, um, and uh, some of it might, you know, become part of the YouTube channel. But we just don't. But it's all very exciting. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and you can follow all of that uh, on your social channels mm-hmm. at uh, Jim Burns Dave. Just uh, bang that in, you'll you'll find us into mm-hmm. into whatever, and we will update. There is a lot on, and we're doing mm-hmm. a lot, as you say, there, Jim. Not all of it, in fact, quite a lot of it isn't just directly YouTube focused. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see. Anyway, we better fuck off because this is in my house. Because Burns is going to go watch the uh, Wrath of Khan now, yeah. aren't you? No, I want you out. Yeah. Just wait till me. Anyway, listen. Thanks for listening. I want to go home now. Yeah. And <laughs> um, okay, right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Jim's going. Thank home. you for making it such a painful experience. My first podcast. Yeah. Well, that is, it won't get any better. It'll get worse. Yeah. It'll get worse. Thanks for the questions, and we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah.